0: Uh, The year is about 700 B.C., and and God's people were not doing so good. Uh, I mean, things were pretty rough for the nation and in the nation. Uh, A large part of Judah and all of the northern tribe of Israel had been captured and were in exile throughout the Assyrian Empire. You see, because God's people had sinned and turned their backs against God— because they had bowed down and, and worshipped false gods, because they had caved in and adopted the beliefs and values of the culture around them, God, God had removed his protection from them. And by the way, that's not a good thing. And that is what allowed God's people's enemies to invade the land and to conquer them. Things were bad. And, and they were about to get worse. I mean, even as bad as it was, their darkest days were still ahead. You see, in about 100 years, give or take, Babylon would come come in and King Nebuchadnezzar would finish the job that the Assyrian Empire began. He He would crush the city, he would tear down the temple, he would kill thousands and thousands of men, women, and children, and take even more off into captivity. Can you imagine what that would be like? Like if those things were happening to you, happening to your family happening to your loved ones you see it was to a people who had seen better days it was to a people who were suffering hardships it was to a people that had lost all hope lost all peace lost all joy it was to a people who was wondering where God was and who were longing for better days but really weren't sure those better days would ever even come question have you ever been there Can you say, 2020, I'm so ready to put this sucker and keep this sucker in my rearview mirror, amen? And it was such a people that God wrote the following words to the prophet Isaiah 2,700 years ago. I think they're some of the most powerful, most hopeful, and most encouraging words in all of Scripture. Words breathed by the maker of heaven and earth. Words that I'm convinced carry a special anointing This Sunday, the first Sunday of the year 2021, Isaiah 43, beginning at verse 15. God, Isaiah writes, and God says, I'm the Lord your God, the Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. In other words, now that you, you know who I am, I need you to lean in and listen to what I'm about to say. This is what the Lord said. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. In other words, God is saying, "I, I am the one who made a way when there was no way. I, I, I am the one who who made a path through the mighty waters, and I'm the one who who drew out your enemies, who drew out all that oppose you, who drew out those who were trying to steal the freedom, life, and deliverance that I gave to you." And I snuff them out as easy, we're here Christmas Eve, some of us, right? As putting out a candle. Understand, this is who our God is. And this is what he says to his people, not just 2,700 years ago, but what he says to his people today in this room. Forget the formal things. Do not dwell on the past. Amen, let's go home, right? (laughs) No. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I form for myself that they may claim, proclaim his glory. And don't miss those last six words, right? That they may proclaim my glory. You see, it's all about his glory, this new thing, the streams in the desert, the path through the muddy waters, all of it, every bit of it is all about him and all about his glory. Father God, we come into your presence. We recognize that you are the creator of heaven and earth, that you're the one that makes a a way when there is no way, that you're the one that makes a path where there is no path, that you're the one who can draw out our enemies, all that oppose the life that you have for us, You can draw them out and snuff them out like snuffing out a candle. Father, God, you have something to say to us. And God, I just pray that we would have ears to hear. God, enable me to speak in a way that brings you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the year 2021 is off and running. And listen, I'm convinced that that this year is going to be both a, a breakthrough and a breakout year for some people listening to me right now. The reason I'm convinced is because our God is doing a new thing. He's always doing a new thing. He's always done a new thing. He always will do a new thing. I mean, even now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And understand in 2020, God longs to make a way in your desert. God, God longs to bring streams of living water into your wasteland. And God longs to draw out all that opposes the life that He has for you. And here's the deal. The day, day three of the year 2021, 1321, 1 plus 3 plus 2 plus 1 equals one of my favorite numbers. Seven. Right? Seven. Seven is a good number, a complete number. You see, God today is handing everyone in this room 363 blank pages of life. And he's inviting you to write on those pages. He's inviting you to write a, a new and a better future. One that's so much better than the past, a better year than the year 2020. Amen? 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 Come on, give me some love now, y'all. And I know some people like to poo-poo, and that's P-O-O-H, not the other poo-poo, all right, in case you're wondering. The idea of getting all excited about a new year, right? Um, What does it mean to poo-poo something? I looked it up. It's a transitive, transitive verb it means to express contempt for, make light of, to downplay or to dismiss. And some people do, do that with the idea of a new year, right? It's kind of like their idea is, well, you know what? What makes you think this year's going to be any different? <laughs> you, know? you know? Just because it's a new year doesn't mean things are ever going to change. And I mean, people make New Year's resolutions all the time, and within five weeks, 80% of them have already forgot or broken them all that is true. <laughs> Nevertheless, I, I think it, I love, I love when the sun rises every morning and a new day starts. And, and I love when a, a new year starts because it allows me to focus that, hey, you know what? There can be something new. There can be something different. There can be something better that God wants to bring. And, and, and we've been in the series and we're wrapping it up today called Finding Freedom in a World That Seeks to, Seeks to Bind You. And In this world, there's so many things out there and even emotions in here that seek to bind you, enslave you, and hold you captive. And what we've done in this series is we've opened up God's Word and we looked at some truths that if we hold on to them, we're really Jesus' disciples and we'll know the truth. And those truths will set us free, free from things like fear and anger and worry and hurt and circumstances and comparison and stuff and sin and mistakes. So the whole goal of this series was for you and I to look at those things and say, you know what, fear and worry and anger, you're not my master anymore. You're you're not the boss of me. Anger and fear and circumstances, I will not allow you to control my emotions. I'm not going to allow you to control my hope, my joy, and my peace anymore. You are not the boss of me. Today's conversation is about finding freedom from the past, (laughs) finding freedom from... The year 2020, kind of. It's a conversation about looking forward to something new and and something better. And yeah, I I know that there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen out here that you have no control over, right, whatsoever, but you do have control over what happens in here. And as a Jesus follower, what happens in here is more important than what happens out there. Amen? Amen? You see, throughout Scripture, we see that God is always into something new, and Jesus said he came to give us life, right, in all his fullness. But here's the deal, and unfortunately, it's for real, that you know, this new life, this fullness of life, is not going to come knocking at our door. Hey, Steve, it's, here's your new life, the life you always dreamed of. You know, it's not going to come knocking at our door because there's so many forces against you living that life forces out there, spiritual forces in heavenly realms, right? Uh, that oppose the life that God has for you. Satan does not want you to live life in all his fullness. He wants to enslave you in 2020 with fear and worry and doubt and circumstances and hurt in comparison, right? That's the goal of his life. But today I, I bring you good news of great joy that is for all people that God is doing a new thing and that even now it is springing up. And I got to be honest that I, I had a specific person in mind when I put this message uh, together this week. It's somebody who really needs to hear what God has to say this morning. Because 2020 kind of got to them, all the stuff out there, and, and sometimes some of the stuff that happened in there for them. And, and uh, In fact, that this person was the catalyst for the series we've been in since November 1st finding freedom from the things that seek to bind us because oftentimes this this person found themselves being bound or almost being bound by fear and worry and circumstances. And so I I put this message together for that person and you probably guess who that person is, right? You're looking at him. It's me. It's me. Here's the deal. I I don't want my past. I I don't want 2020. I, I don't want whatever insane crazy, frightening, ungodly, hateful, corrupt stuff that I know that is going to happen out there in 2021 to determine my 2021. And it doesn't have to, because again, what happens in here is what's most important for a Jesus follower. And so this week, I, I'm like, okay, Steve. <laughs> okay, God, what, what, what do I need to hear? You know, in order to have a better new year, in order to find freedom from the past, and <clears throat> I'm praying and thinking, and <clears throat> I'm just clearing my throat. Don't get scared. I did this before even Corona existed. If you remember, I can play the tapes. So I can prove it to you <laughs> every Sunday morning. Uh, and and uh, but five words kind of rose to the top. You know, believe, leave adapt, strain, and trust, kind of rose to the top. And and I go, yeah, okay, I I kind of like those words. And and then, you know, me and my acrostics, you know, see, I want your 2021 to be a blast, right, to be a blast. And if you're going to find freedom from your past, then you need to make your 2021 a blast. (laughs) Hey, hey, you'll remember, right? You'll remember, you will. All right. And the B stands for relieve The guy has something new and better for you. In Mark chapter 9, a, a father brings his demon-possessed son to the disciples, and he was desperate. I mean, I'd be desperate if a demon had stolen my son's voice, had caused my son to foam at the mouth, it caused my son to throw himself onto the ground and even at times to throw my son into the fire. I'd be desperate. He was desperate. And disciples, they couldn't help him. And so they bring him to Jesus. Mark chapter 6. So they brought him to Jesus. When the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. It's his son. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood years, he's watched this happen to his son. He answered, as often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Question, what is possible for one who believes? I can't hear you. Sergeant Carter. (laughs) I understand. If you want to find freedom from the past, if you want to live the life you're created to live, if you want your 2021 to be new and better, you must believe. Believe what? Believe that God has something new and better for you. And I'm not talking about that kind of Sunday school belief, right? That Sunday school answer belief. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the kind of belief that allows you to go into a lion's den and face hungry lions. I'm talking about the kind of belief that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had when they went into the fiery furnace. The kind of belief that allows you to walk into a valley to face a 10-foot giant. The kind of belief that allows you to be in a prison cell waiting your execution and to be able to say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. The kind of belief that allows you to climb up a mountain with your teenage son prepared to take His life. Understand that's the kind of belief I'm talking about. That's the kind of belief we need if we're to find freedom from the past. You need to believe that God created you for something new and better. You need to believe that God, the creator of the universe, the maker of heaven and earth, that God has plans and dreams and intentions for your life. And that those dreams, plans, and intentions are good. You need to believe that this life Jesus came to bring, life in all its fullness, he came to bring that life for you. And you need to believe that despite your many sins, falls, and failures, that you are completely saved by his grace. And that he has created you anew in Christ Jesus to do good things that he prepared in advance for you to do. And you need to believe no matter how much you've accomplished for Jesus or how much you think you know Jesus, there is still more to Jesus. There's always more Jesus. There's more for Jesus to become in your life, and there's more for Jesus to do in and through your life. And you need to believe that wherever you are at this moment, that God is not done with you yet. That he still wants to partner with you to help create a better you, a better you that he takes out into this world to help make a better world for your good and his glory. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear those things that I need to believe, I I, want to cry out like that father cried out in Mark chapter 6. After he heard Jesus say, everything is possible for the one who believes, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe that this year can be new and better, but help me, Lord, to overcome my unbelief. Uh, What I'm trying to say, and I don't know if I'm saying it well enough, but here's this little statement I, I want you to think about. You need to stop underestimating what God intends for your life. You need to stop underestimating what God intends to do for your life and we need to help each other stop underestimating because we're talking about capital G God amen, amen. to find freedom from the past ensure that your new year is a blast <laughs> you got to believe that God has something new and better for you you need to leave some stuff behind forget the formal things do not dwell on the past Paul says but I focus on this one thing Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Have you ever noticed what's bigger on your car—the windshield or your rearview mirror? Anybody know? And what? No, I don't. Don't do this. Just pretend you're doing this. Yeah. Try driving all week, and rather than looking through your windshield, look through your rearview mirror and see how it goes. You're gonna crash. going to run into things you're not going to get to where you're supposed to go and you may hurt somebody else well when you stare at your past instead of your future you're not going to get to where you're supposed to go you're going to run into things and you may wind up hurting some people some of you need to change your focus steve (laughs) in bible we see people leaving all the time i mean abraham left right his homeland left everything Moses had to leave the safety and security of the desert to go back to Egypt. James and John left their nets and dad by the Sea of Galilee. Paul had to leave his legalistic way of trying to earn his way to be right with God. Timothy had to leave behind his fear and timidity. The early church, when you read the New Testament, had to leave behind all the old ways that kept creeping back in. They had to leave those things behind. See, what usually happens is we get excited about the new year. Yeah, something new. Let's go for it. Yeah, I'm ready. And then we wind up carrying a bunch of old junk with us. I like what Jesus said in Luke five thirty-seven: No one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine should be put in new wineskins, he says later. Here's my question. And here's the most important part of the sermon. This is on... Uh, This is on cardstock, 100-pound cardstock, just special for you. And each of these points, there's questions you can answer. And the ones who do this and follow through with this, I've done this before with sheets like this and didn't do so well. It's a new day. It's a new year, right? And, And so there are questions for you, you folks online. I'm going to email it. It'll be on our website. But that's the most important thing. Or you're going to answer questions about belief. All these things we're, we're talking about right here. But the question is, like, what, what, do, you, what do you need to leave behind? What, what baggage are you trying to carry with you into the new year? Maybe you need to leave behind, listen, doubt. That don't work. Fear, pride. Maybe you need to leave behind guilt or shame or envy or jealousy. Maybe you need to leave behind insecurity or timidity. Maybe you need to leave behind self-promotion, selfless ambition, making life all about you. Maybe you need to leave behind anger. That doesn't. That's not going to work in your new year. Leave behind resentment or unforgiveness or bitterness. Maybe some sin, some secret sin that nobody knows about but you and God and the devil who always tempts you to do it and then tells God on you for doing it. Maybe an attitude, maybe an addiction. And this one may be hard to hear, maybe even harder to do. Maybe there's some people you need to leave behind. Woo! I, I saw this uh, uh, post on uh, my wife's Facebook this week. In 2001, start hanging out with people that fit your future, not your past. hmm Are any people causing a drag in your life? Keeping you from the life that God has for you? It's essential to leave stuff behind, and it's kind of hard. You know, Um, know, this week we read Matthew chapter 19, the rich young ruler. You know, the guy comes to Jesus, he wants eternal life, got a lot of stuff. Jesus said, Yo, you know, you you just got to keep the commandments. Here's what they are. You go, Hey, I kept them all. I'm doing good. I got it. But then he says this very interesting. He says, What do I still lack? Like, I I jumped through all the hoops, but something's still missing. And I can tell. Some of you have jumped through all the hoops, and something's still missing in your life. And Jesus told him, hey, you know what you need to do? There's something you need to leave behind. Now, you may need to leave something else behind, but this is what he needed to leave behind. Jesus said, go and sell all your stuff. Give it away. And the guy went away sorrowful because he had a lot of stuff. And he takes off, and disciples are like, yo, this is crazy, man. Like, you mean this rich dude can't get in heaven? Then, man, like, how can anybody? If he can? And then Jesus makes this powerful statement, you know, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So, so you may think, there's no way I can leave this behind. I've been trying to leave this thing behind, this issue, this anger, this resentment. I've been trying to leave this stuff behind for 40 years. With God, all things are possible, right? I'll tell you something else that some of you need to leave behind. Uh, regret. <laughs> is regret fun? Not any fun. Uh, this morning, you know, Matthew 20 is our reading and our faith going from hearing. And it's a parable of the vineyards, the one that kind of ticks us off right. because like, wait a second, I've been working since this o'clock and the guy came at 5 o'clock. <laughs> gets the same much money as I do. That don't seem fair. you know. But what hit me today, what was so cool about it is... It's never too late to get out in the fields and work for God, right? There's no time for regret if you've got time left, right? I love it, right? They worked an hour. There's no time. You may, well, you know, I wasted all these opportunities. So the future's ahead of you, right? You know? But also it taught me that God's not happy when we sit around and do nothing. This guy's been sitting around doing nothing for 11 hours. Hey, why are you still sitting around doing nothing? Then he hired him. See, one of the reasons that we're unprepared for the new thing and the future that God has for us is because we're stuck in the moment behind us. We're stuck in the moment. One reason we can't do the new thing God has for us, we're stuck in the moment behind us. You know, again, here's this sheet right here. I mean, you're going to spend something praying about it. and say, God, God, what do I need to leave behind? He'll tell you. You may not want to hear it, Right? That's why you got to pray over this thing. Because we can do we can do Sunday school answers, right? You know, or we can really say, God, you know what? I want something new. And God, I'm ready to get in the octagon with you. I'm ready to get beat up, get dirty, roll up my sleeves. God, what do I need to leave behind, God? What are the few things that have kept me from the life you have for me? The A. And finding freedom from your past and making your 2020 a blast is adapt. You have to adapt to changing circumstances. I don't know if you noticed or not, but life seldom works out the way you script it. I mean, did the year 2020 turn out the way you thought it would when the ball dropped on January 1st, 2020? Were there any surprises this year? Anything unexpected, unplanned, or unwanted come into your life? Did any challenges or struggles, trials or difficulties, tragedies or crises, letdowns or discouragement come crashing into your life seemingly out of nowhere? Any rough waters, any rocky roads, any steep hills that you'd rather not have traveled? Jesus said in the scroll, we will have what? Trouble? Told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. He wasn't kidding, right? And and if us, in this generation, we didn't live through World War II. This is our trouble times. I couldn't imagine that time. It was a a whole lot worse. Civil War, a whole lot worse, right? But this is our difficult time, right? If we ever doubted what Jesus said for us in this room, you know, that this world will have trouble. Twenty twenty probably said, oh, "All right." You know, I, I think he was not kidding. I think he was kind of serious. And here's the deal: unless you learn to adapt to life's challenges and unexpected troubles, you'll be tempted to use them as an excuse, claiming that they are the reason why you cannot move forward and live the life God has called you to live. Unless you adapt no, we can't control what happens out there. We cannot control the the context from which our story is being written, the stuff that's happening out there. But we can control the content, how you and I choose to live within that story. A great example to me is the prophet Daniel, right? As a teenager, Daniel is ripped from his home. taken to a foreign country as a prisoner. And there, his ability to adapt would be stretched to the limit. His name would have to be changed. He had to live in a new place, learn the ways of the Babylonians. But see, Daniel knew the difference between what it means to adopt and what it means to adapt. You see, one is to surrender to overwhelming circumstances. The other is to rise above them. To adopt is to compromise your convictions. To adapt is to continue to live out your convictions regardless of the circumstances. Daniel chose to adapt. He chose to adapt. And I'll give you a definition here. Adaptability is a... Is, is decisive action in response to unforeseen circumstances, informed by previously determined core values. Okay, you're like woo. I wrote that like that so I sound intelligent, but you all know me, so you know that's a lie, right? Okay. Um, and let me de- define core core values, and then I'm going to tell you something really awesome. Core values are convictions we're willing to risk everything for. They're anchor points that have the power to keep you grounded even in the midst of the most powerful storm. Okay, and so, and Daniel's life, a powerful storm came in, ripped him out of his home, right? But he had some core values. He has some things that he had already previously determined, like, hey, you know what? I've determined a core value of mine that I am going to follow God's laws in regards to diet. And so when that unforeseen circumstance came, he took decisive action, right? You know? And and he said, hey, you know what? I know you want me to eat this stuff, but I'm gone. Let's try it out for 10 days. I'll eat my diet. That's according to God's law, and we'll see what happens, right? But the reason he was able to do that, he already determined beforehand. He says, you know what? Hey, this is a core value of mine. I'm going to obey God's law in regards to diet. It's conviction, but you don't know how to adapt. If you, don't, if you don't have conviction, you're not going to be able to adapt. You're just going to float here and there and compromise everything that you believe. And so I want you this week to think about, hey, what are some of your convictions, some of your anchor points, right? You're going to say, you know what, in 2021, you're going to say, you know what, a core value of mine is... Forgiving other people. And and so you already determined my mind. You know what? If someone hurts me, I'm going to forget. I already predetermined. I I don't know when it's going to happen, but guess what? Something's going to happen unforeseen. Someone's going to hurt me, and I will take decisive action. and, And when I get hurt by someone, I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to do what I can to bless them, because you've already predetermined that. Or maybe you say, hey, core conviction of mine, Maybe I'm just giving you examples. Maybe you say, you know what, in 2021, I'm going to choose to live by faith and not by fear. And therefore, whenever the emotions of fear come over, right, you're going to go say, you know what, I'm going to go listen to C's sermon about fear, right? You're going to say, hey, wait, fear. For God above all, evaluate your fears, attack your fear with God's truth. Remember, whatever's surrounding you is surrounding God, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? And, and, and or maybe you say, you know what? This year, a core value of mine is to choose prayer over worry. You're starting to worry. You say, wait a second, I can't worry because I've already determined. I'm not going to worry this year. I'm going to be anxious for nothing and pray about everything. All right? And that allows you to adapt to unforeseen circumstances. right? So I, I just want to encourage you to spend some time this week doing that. Praying about it. You know, come up with, you know, five Core values and some statements so you're ready when things happen, and then you won't be blown here and there by the ways of this culture and circumstances and the stuff the world's gonna throw at you, right? Now, like I like say, like, what was that saying? In, no battle plan survives first contact with the enemy, right? You're gonna have a plan, but guess what? You're gonna have some contact with the enemy this year, and, and you better have some core values so that you adapt rather than adopt and compromise. Amen. Amen. Find freedom from the past and make your 2021 a blast. Believe that God has something new and better for you. Leave some stuff behind. Adapt to changing circumstances and strain towards what is ahead. Paul talked about that, right? Straining towards what is ahead. I, I got a picture of that, kind of. I think I do, maybe. I love that picture right there. It's, you know, they're straining, right? Everything, man, every muscle is taunt, they're stretching. And Paul says that's what he does. He's straining toward what is ahead. He's straining towards the prize. He's straining towards the goal. And, and, and what is the prize? What is the goal that he's straining towards? Well, it's the same thing that we all should be straining toward. The same goal. We have the same goal as seen in Romans 8, verse 29. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so this son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So that's what we strain towards, right? And that's what you need to strain toward in 2021 to become more like Jesus, to grow more like Jesus. Well, how did Jesus grow? Scripture answers that. It's cool how the Bible works, right? Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God, and in favor with man. Okay? That's the four ways he grew. If we want to find freedom from the past and make this new year a blast, we need to grow in these four areas. He grew in wisdom, that's intellectual development. He grew in stature, that's physical development. He grew in favor with God, that's spiritual development. And he grew in favor with man, that's relational development. And and, and again, on this sheet right here, again, most important part, right? It's for you to say, you know what, I I need to grow in these four ways. You know, so you need to prayerfully set a few intellectual goals. Like, hey, what are you going to learn this year? Prayerfully. What are you going to learn this year? So that you know some stuff at the end of this year that you don't know right now. All right, set some goals. Maybe you're gonna say, "I'm gonna read X number of books," or "I'm gonna, I'm gonna." If you're in school, you know, "I'm gonna make the dean's list," right? You know, I, I, "I'm gonna do that." Or, or maybe, "Hey, I'm gonna take a class at the college. I'm gonna take a class online. I'm gonna develop a new skill. I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn a, a new language. I, I'm gonna do some studying on right now." Media, a little promo. We got that free. My saying is, if it's free, it's me, right? Okay. <laughs> That's my saying. But if you if you if you don't if you're not on this yet, it is, it has thousands and thousands and thousands of videos free, for you because you belong to Maple Grove and we, we we're part of right now Media, you know conferences and stuff on marriage and parenting and apologetics, specific Bible studies all right there conferences, you know Roku even has it now right now Media's even Roku, okay, um, so set some. Intellectual goals. Then set some physical goals. Jesus grew in stature. The Bible says physical training is, some, is of some value. So set some goals. So say, a, what will improve my physical health this year? And, and, and some people, when they think of physical health, they think, well, we should be spiritual. And they, they tune out. Other people tune in and almost OD on it, right? Because, of, oh, physical health, right? Because, you know, you know, some people neglect the body. Some people worship the body. God wants us to fall somewhere in between, Right? And so just say, hey, you know, what can you do in 2021 to make you healthier, right? To be a better steward of the body that God gave you. Maybe it's to lose some weight. Maybe it's to change your eating habits. Maybe it's to start walking. Maybe it's to exercise. Maybe it's to, maybe it's to join a gym. Yeah, maybe it's to go see a counselor because your mind is part of your body, right? Maybe that's, that's a goal for you. Maybe your goal is, hey, you know what? I'm only gonna eat desserts on the days that end with a Y. You know? Yeah. Another day. Yeah. But, but but set set some goals. Hey, what are some goals? You know? And if you set these, you're gonna be healthier, you're gonna be smarter, and then you need to set some spiritual goals, right? Physical training has some value, godness has, has value in all things. And so this is about what can you do to deepen your walk with God this year? Yeah, and and don't say 10 things. Or don't just say, well, I want to grow closer to God. <laughs> Good. <laughs> How do you know if you did? You know, you know, set some goals. You know, and, and maybe what you need to do is say, you know what? I, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join a life group. Maybe you're in here. If you're online at home, you know, I was hoping this thing, this COVID Junk would have blown over by now, but we got to get some hybrid groups. And some of you guys have been at home. We haven't seen you for a while. We need to get people on Zoom. We need to reconnect as a church, as a body. And maybe that's what you need to do, or go to a Bible study. You know, go to a men's Bible study, to a women's Bible study. Maybe you're saying, hey, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading the Bible. We've been doing it for years. Faith comes from hearing, right? Where we have a chapter a day. You know, something I'm gonna be doing and and inviting some people into is. This little book called The Word Diet, this little thing costs like 10 bucks, takes you from Genesis to Revelation, you know, uh, it's a chapter a day for six days, and then you have a day off, and it's so simple, you read something, read a chapter, and that little question, you answer, but it takes you through the entire, entire Bible, it's called The Word Diet, you know, we're supposed to eat God's Word, and so some of you look out, I'm coming for you, and someone else may be coming for you, right, Um, uh, maybe a spiritual goal would be to maybe share your faith. I think God would like that one a lot, don't you? Share your faith with those who don't know but set some spiritual goals, right? So at the end of the year, you're closer to God than you are right now. Reading the Bible on a regular basis, having a die on the word will change your life. Will change your life. And it doesn't don't regret how you missed in the past. It's a new day, new time, right? Doesn't matter how many times you tried and failed. You can try right now to read God's word, because you know, there's things God wants to say to you, but you know we're not listening. You know we have the phone hung up, and he's like, "Man, if you just open the word, I would tell you just what you need right now to encourage you, to comfort you, to challenge you, to build you up." But you're not listening, okay? Um, then some relational goals: How can you deepen relationship with other people? You know, maybe you need help. Maybe one thing is you need to help restore a broken relationship. Do your part. See so if you can make that happen. You know, maybe you need to set a specific time to be with individual members of your family. You know, maybe it's to mentor somebody. Or ask someone who's a few steps of you to mentor you. Maybe it's to get to know people at work a little bit better, people in your neighborhood a little bit better, people at church a little bit better. Have someone over, you know, for a meal and for, you know, introverts like me, we got to push through those things. You know, you know. I always think it's funny that God chose me, a, a a very, a very comfortable introvert who's okay just being with myself to get in front of people. But, you know, we need to develop relationships with people. And, extroverts, thank God, you can praise God that you are, and it's easy for you. Introverts, it's not an excuse, right? Not to try to deepen some relationships. Amen? But again, if you set these goals, you're going to, right? In just a couple in each area, you're going to know more, you'll be closer to God, closer to other people, and you're going to be in better health. I think that all sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> but if you don't, if you want to be dumber, unhealthier, further from God, and more isolated, then don't set goals, right? <laughs> all right. Um, We're about done, but hang in there. You need to believe, leave, adapt, strain, and you need to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in his goodness, and his promises, and his power, and his purposes, and his plan, and his commands, and his truths, and You need to trust that God knows better than you do what's best for you. And living that out will change your life. We know this in our heads, but some of us, it hasn't made it to our hearts. You see, we think we know what's best for us. We think we know what will make us happy, what will fulfill us, what will satisfy us. We think we know how to determine the outcomes that we want in life. We think we know the best way to behave and act in a certain situation. But God says, I know better than you what will fulfill you, what will satisfy you, what will get you to where you want to go in the year 2021. Solomon said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And what he's saying is there, despite how, how smart you think you are, d- d- despite how much you've experienced, how wise you think you are, don't make the mistake of leaning on your own understanding, of propping your life up on your own understanding. See, when it comes to your own understanding, and God's Word, God wins. When it comes to your own understanding... In this book, God wins. When it comes to your own reasoning or the world's reasoning, well, this is how I think relationships should work. This is how I think I should handle my money. This is how I think I should handle conflict and hurt. Or this is how I, this is a biggie, you know, this is how I will determine where I stand on current issues. Right? When it comes to the world's reasoning, hey, here's where I'm going to stand on issues like abortion and sexuality and gender and justice and racism and marriage. When it comes to your reasoning and the world's reasoning, this book wins if you're a Jesus follower. Amen? This book wins. And let me tell you, I always going a whole message on it. I don't have time because it's time to move on. But do not let yourself be influenced and adopt the values of the world about what is right and wrong. See, here's the deal. If what you think is right and what what the world thinks is right disagrees with this book, there's a reason for it. You're wrong. I'm wrong, right? I mean, if we're a Jesus follower, we go by this book, right? Man, do not lean on your own understanding. Well, I think this is how I respond when people hurt me. You know, I'm just going to smack them. I'm going to ignore that. You know, I'm going to... Get other people to hate them, right? No, we're Jesus followers. Well, this—I think I feel about abortion. Hey, abortion is taking of a human life. Period. End of story. A night, a life knit by God in the womb. It's wrong, and I'm—I okay, feel okay saying that. Not because it's Steve's opinion, but because it's what the Word of God says. Amen. We have to stand on God's word, or we'll fall. You know, we don't have to be mean and hateful. But God's truth is God's truth. And, and God has said, don't lean on your own understanding because it can't hold you up. The world under, don't prop yourself up to the world's values because it will not hold you up. Has the world's values changed any in the last 2,000 years? Has God's words changed any? No. It's the same. See, God's word trumps everything. And all your ways acknowledge him. The word acknowledge means to recognize who God is and respond accordingly. To recognize who God is and to respond accordingly. So, how do we respond to an all powerful, all knowing, all present, holy, just, eternal, unstoppable, uncontainable, indescribable God? How do we respond to a God who has the power, the only one who does, to cast both your body and your soul into hell? How do you respond? Submission. That's it. God, I submit to you. You are in charge, God. I am not in charge. Acknowledge him in all your ways. That means you acknowledge God in your dating ways, in your marriage ways, in your parenting ways, in your moral ways, in your entertainment ways, in your education ways, in your professional ways, in your financial ways, in your relationship ways, and you're responding to hurt ways, and you're responding to injustice ways. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Submit to what he would have you do in those situations. And you know what he'll do? When we trust in him and not our own understanding and we acknowledge him, he will make your path straight. And paths straight, path straight, path, straight paths are going to get you to where God wants to take you. You tired of running around in circles and ending up nowhere? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding or an understanding informed by the values of this world, and all your ways acknowledge him, Steve, and he'll make your path straight, and you'll get to where he wants to take you. It's one, three, two, one. And God wants you to have freedom from the past. And to bring you into something new. I'm gonna quote a theologian and then we're gonna wrap up. <laughs> Kylo Ren. from uh, Last Jedi. Anybody? He's, he's, he, this is powerful. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you're meant to be. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. It's the only way to become what you're meant to be. And you kill the, you know how kill the past? With a blast. Believe that God is something new and better for you. Leave some stuff behind. Adapt to the change in circumstances. Strain towards what is ahead. Strain to be like Jesus, right? And trust in the Lord with all your heart. And you'll kill that past. And you'll become who God created you to be in the year 2021. Father, we love you. And God, I thank you for your word and your truth. I thank you for a new day, a new opportunity. God, I thank you for your grace and mercy. God, thank you that you forgive me for all the ways I I stumble and fall and mess up and fall short. I thank you for the hope of something new and better. God, open my eyes to any ways where I am not acknowledging you, any ways where I'm leaning on my wisdom and not on your wisdom. Father, I pray for everyone in this room, God, and those listening online, that each of us will take that piece of paper and that piece of paper will become something holy, God, and become something powerful, where we'll, we'll pray and we'll meet with you and we'll ask for your help to show us how we can become the people you meant us to be. And God, I, I pray that, uh, you know, that, that right now as we, we wrap up the day, God, that we wrap it up in the song we're about to sing, Lord, God, it, that it just be a prayer for each other, a prayer for our families, a prayer for our church, a prayer for all the believers throughout this land, God, that you would just, that you just bless us. Thank you for your patience with us. God, help us to know that we get to determine what the year 2021 is like inside our hearts. And with your help, it could be a breakthrough breakout year. In Jesus' name, amen.